And you can be proud of your challenges too, because you went through them, you navigated them, you did it, you're here. Like that's big all on its own. Have you ever absolutely panicked after you accidentally deleted a file on your computer? I know I have. It's not an issue if you've got CrashPlan Smart Recovery. Your files are just a few clicks away and can be restored in a snap. CrashPlan provides the best cloud backup solutions in the market. Visit CrashPlan.com slash BossProject for 50% off your first year of CrashPlan. Now you can protect all your work with an unlimited backup and recovery solution. CrashPlan makes it simple to restore some or all of your data. And with unlimited version retention, CrashPlan can be your ultimate rewind button. Get unlimited computer backup for you or your business with CrashPlan Professional. CrashPlan backs up files that live on your computer and works with PC, Mac, and Linux. Don't let data disasters slow you down. CrashPlan has your back and keeps you moving. Go to CrashPlan.com slash BossProject for 50% off your first year of CrashPlan. That's CrashPlan.com slash BossProject for 50% off your first year. Back up better with CrashPlan. We are rapidly approaching the end of 2023. And I know you guys are already thinking about how the heck to get out of here. (laughs) You're already thinking about wrapping up the end of the year and starting 2024 fresh. And you're wondering, what should I be doing right now to like put myself in a good place for the beginning of the year? First of all, I don't necessarily think it's about doing a whole lot so much as it's about reflection and documentation. And so in today's episode, I'm going to share a little bit about our year and some of the successes and challenges that we've experienced and give you some critical questions to be asking yourself to really prepare you going into next year and be thinking about what you want for your future. We are less than a week away from our brand new Creative Template Shop site launch. CreativeTemplateShop.com is getting a whole new look But it's not just about looking beautiful. We are making it so much more functional. We're having better tagging, better categories, better search, better ways for you to find what you're looking for, which isn't just on the front end of the site, but also massively upgrading our membership experience for the co-op. I am so excited. This has been a labor of love and definitely something that has taken our team months and months and months and months to put together, but it's coming to reality. And I, you know, from a planning perspective, do I wish it could have aligned at a little bit of a better time and not happened the week after Thanksgiving? Yeah, I do. (laughs) I do wish it could have been a little bit sooner, but it was more important to me that we get it right and we make sure that we have all of the things buttoned up to make it the best experience possible. And I know we will just continue to enhance it moving forward, but I really wanted to ensure that you got the full experience. So less than a week away, get excited. In the meantime, your homework is literally to join. (laughs) I know that sounds ridiculous because I'm not even really telling you what that means, but just trust me on this one. You're going to want to go to creativetemplateshop.com slash join, become a co-op member. If for no other reason, 
I'm going to be sharing today a little bit more about how to do a reflection. And we include an entire walkthrough of what this looks like inside the Creative Template Shop. And you're going to be able to get access to that as a co-op member anyway. So it's definitely a no-brainer, but more coming super soon on all the upgrades to the experience. And I can't wait to share with you what that looks like. If you haven't yet followed me, now is the time. Make sure you're following Boss Project on Instagram and then pop into the bio. My personal link at Abigail Says is linked there. I would love for you to say hello, share a little bit about your business, and perhaps some of your favorite success stories from this year or a challenge that you've navigated. I would love to be there for you and your business. Because this episode is dropping on Thanksgiving, I thought it was only appropriate that I share my (laughs) Thanksgiving horror story. (laughs) I'm not sure I've ever shared this on the podcast, but maybe you guys can tell me if you know this story, then definitely call me out for it. But I imagine a lot of you haven't heard it because one of my best friends in the entire world hadn't heard it. And I ended up talking her out of going to New York City as a result. Nothing against New York City. It was just what happened to me. Okay, let me take you back for a second. It is early 2012. And my then boyfriend asked me to marry him, which was freaking fantastic. He asked me on June 3rd of 2012. We were on vacation at the time in Europe, and the day we got back, he was like, P.S., I accepted a job in Baltimore, which is literally on the other side of the country. I was so upset. He hadn't shared with me that he had even applied there. The fact that he got accepted and, you know, he was pursuing this job and we were about to get married. I felt so blindsided, but that's the world we were in. He jumped on an airplane and moved across the country and I continued to work in a small town in Kansas until I could be back in Kansas City where I grew up. But it meant that I was back and forth on an airplane many times between Kansas City and Baltimore. Baltimore is beautiful, by the way. If you have yet to be to that area of the country, oh my gosh, the East Coast on in fall, it is freaking magical. And like I'm from the Midwest and used to a lot of trees, but it's just different there. I think the colors are brighter. The drive on a fall day, unlike anything I've ever experienced. But we got a hankering somewhere in the middle of all of this hubbub. I was like, we are so close to New York City. Like, so close. We should go to New York for Thanksgiving. Oh, my gosh. Y'all... This was such a bad idea. I mean, it was a great intentioned idea, but it was very, very, very poorly executed. And I definitely blame being young and in my 20s and not being prepared. Okay. So 
we're in Baltimore. We know we're going to do this thing. I've had a dream of attending the Macy's Day Parade my entire life. I watch this thing religiously every Thanksgiving morning while I'm preparing food with my family. And I was like, so pumped. Like, we're going to do this. We're going to go. We're going to see the parade. We're going to see the shows. It's going to be magical. We jump on a bus from Baltimore to New York City, which if I remember right, it was like three-ish hours, two and a half, three and a half, somewhere in there. I don't know. But we took a night bus from Baltimore to New York. But because it was the night bus, we got to New York in the middle of the night. In the middle of the night. I think it must have been about 3 a.m. when our bus arrived. And we didn't have anywhere to stay. Like, we didn't have a hotel. We didn't have friends there. We, I mean, we had no one. Okay, so it's 3 a.m. We're dumped in downtown Manhattan and we are going to the parade. But all of our research has said you need to show up early. Like if you want to be able to actually see, you need to show up early. So we kind of looked up where we could potentially go and we decided, okay, I know it's really freaking early, but I guess let's just go. And so we went to where we planned to watch the Macy's Day Parade like on the route and we get there. No one is there. We're literally the first person to the parade route. I'm pretty confident. I mean, maybe two other people like for blocks, like no one is around. We are just kind of making it work and slowly but surely people start showing up. But so do the police officers and they're very clear. You are not allowed to sit. You're not allowed to sit on the curb. You cannot sit down. I don't know if this was to save people from getting trampled or what, because we were so early that I was like, what do you mean I can't sit? So I am struggling (laughs) to stand up. You know, now it's like 630 in the morning. I've already been standing for three and a half hours on a granite curb in Manhattan. The parade has yet to start. And I'm just getting really tired. And then all of a sudden, I have to go to the restroom. Y'all, where do you go to the restroom at 6.30 in the morning when you have nothing? For the record, you don't. You don't. Okay, so I hadn't been to the restroom since midnight before we hopped on the bus. Keep holding it. Parade starts. Okay, I'm distracted. Parade's going. It's magical. The floats are going by. I was disappointed because I didn't know that they only do like the dances and the singing and stuff in front of the cameras in very specific areas. And we didn't have tickets to the parade. We were just on the route. So, you know, the celebrities were waving and going by, but nothing super crazy. The next thing I know, there is police officers yelling for them to hurry up. They're trying to keep time They're tr- because this whole thing is televised. And so they're trying to keep the parade moving on a very specific pace to make sure that we're hitting all the time spots. The problem was it meant people who were literally attached to giant balloons were now sprinting down the street in front of us. And this poor man dressed as a clown he had to have been in his 70s, is sprinting down the street and he is out of breath. 
the moment he gets in front of me, because I am in the front of the the line, because I'm short. We got there early so I could see I'm 5'3", standing on the curb. I've already been standing for like six or seven hours at this point. And this man passes out less than 10 feet in front of me. He stops breathing. A man dressed as a clown, passes out, stops breathing 10 feet in front of me. I obviously wanted to leave the situation because I couldn't revive him. I was terrified and we're literally in a crowd of tens of thousands of people. I'm claustrophobic. I have high anxiety and I'm an introvert. Like this is literally the definition of my worst nightmare. Now they call for medics, obviously, because he needs to be resuscitated. And people from the crowd start showing up. I think there was like four or five people working on him. But they're all directly in front of me. I cannot physically move my body without being crushed. And I am watching someone die in front of me. Talk about trauma. Anyway, I don't want to give you secondary trauma, so I'll move on. Long story short, we ended up standing for, I think, 11 hours And we didn't get to the restroom until about that same time. I thought it was going to explode. And I also was emotionally freaking exhausted. We go on because we don't have a bus back to Baltimore until like 10 p.m. that night. And so we're like, cool, we'll just like explore the city. And so we're like going and doing all of these things, but we're trying to do this on the cheap. So we're walking everywhere. By the time we got to the bus, I had walked over 27 miles and stood for God knows how many hours, didn't have enough food, saw a man die. P.S. He did die. It made the times the next day and never want to re-experience that ever again. So happy Thanksgiving. Welcome. I'm glad I could share that with you. I'm so sorry. (laughs) I shouldn't have shared that story. Oh my God. It's so much worse. I could keep going and telling you how terrible this was, but the whole thing was very traumatic and definitely gave me a lot of travel anxiety for the future. But I will happily be watching the parade from the comfort of my own home. And if I were to ever go back, you best believe I would get a hotel with a balcony on the route or have tickets to the actual shows, but I will never, ever be standing on the curb ever again. And if you decide to go, please, please, for the love of God, wear a diaper. Hold yourself humble and do it for me, okay? You ne- <laughs> Do it for me because I almost exploded. And by the end of the day, I was bleeding. Let's not talk about it. Let's just not talk about it. Okay. Okay. I swear I'm done. I swear I'm done. Happy Thanksgiving. This year I'm hosting. I have my whole family coming over. Well, not my whole family. I'm really sad. My sister and my nephew and my brother-in-law, they decided they were only going to do one Thanksgiving this year. So I'm hosting primarily my husband's side of the family, plus my mom. I'm hoping... For a day that's just like chill at home. We have the parade on and then the dog show on and we make food and we just hang out and 
you know, being home is actually the best (laughs) for Thanksgiving. Highly recommend not going anywhere. Whether you cook or not, doesn't matter. But staying home is the best idea on Thanksgiving. Anyway, okay. To the actual purpose of today's episode, I wanted to reflect on this year's successes and challenges and specifically give you some critical questions to be asking yourself as you're reflecting on this year and what is going to be coming for you in 2024. And so I want to start first by sharing a few of my successes and challenges because this year, perhaps more than most, has had some of the highest highs and some of the lowest lows. I didn't watch someone die in front of me this year. Exactly, but close. So that's a plus, I guess. But successes. I never could have anticipated in January of this year that I would have been navigating a buy-sell in 2023. But we did the thing. We did that. We negotiated. We got through it. We closed in June and we announced it in July. And here we are. Wild. So wild. I am so glad to be here and glad to be leading Boss Project now and into the future. And I am so thankful that you're here and that you're a part of that. I also have like the most incredible team. They have really helped me navigate so many changes and challenges, and they've been there for me through so much. I've had a ton of fun focusing on visibility this year. I have talked a lot about that on the podcast and given you guys some really clear, tangible things to be thinking about for your own visibility strategy. But it feels good to be focusing on Instagram again and then really, really dedicating myself to nurture channels that I can show up again and again and again in and be there for people. And so the email and podcast have definitely been, you know, where I'm putting my time and attention. And it's felt clear. Like I think in the past I've done too little of too much and doing a lot of a little, if that makes sense, going deeper rather than wider has really been helpful for both my mindset, but also keeping me organized and keeping my team on task and all of the things. We've also had a pretty big change in our messaging. And I haven't necessarily called it out up until now because I wanted it to be subtle enough that it just made sense and people weren't necessarily questioning it, but we spent, you know, the last several years talking almost exclusively to service providers. And while we have a ton of those people in our audience, we have all sorts of online businesses. And it's been really great to focus on that broader group of people that encompasses more of the entire online industry You know, we have people who are selling one-on-one services, but we also have coaches and consultants and people selling group programs and memberships and course creators and content creators and everything in between. And it's just felt really good to 
allow myself the flexibility to talk to all of those people because in so many ways, Boss Project has been all of those things or has parts of the business that apply to all of those areas and being able to talk about all of it rather than just a piece of the puzzle has felt really empowering. Want to learn exactly step-by-step how to get paid to generate leads in your business? I've kept these details to myself for far too long. I'm ready to spill everything and give you the exact steps that help me generate tens of thousands of qualified leads and millions in low-ticket digital product sales. I won't just show you what I did, but teach you how you can do it too. I'm talking not just how to create low-ticket digital products, but also showing you how to use them strategically to generate leads for your other existing or future offers. I'm sharing it all at bossproject.com slash jumpstart, including exactly how I made $8,033 and generated 277 leads my very first month selling digital products. Find out more at bossproject.com slash jumpstart. When it comes to hiring, don't go searching for the one. Just meet your match with Indeed. Get unparalleled access to job seekers with over 350 million unique monthly visitors globally, according to Indeed data, and an extended reach through Glassdoor. I love that Indeed makes it easy to hire because I'm busy enough already. When we've hired in the past, the process was full of unqualified applicants. With Indeed, we can target the right candidates for the right position. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. In the minute I've been talking to you, 23 hires were made on Indeed, according to Indeed data worldwide. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash strategy hour. Just go to Indeed.com slash strategy hour right now and support our show by seeing you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash strategy hour. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Money issues are a common stressor in any relationship. Monarch Money is the top-rated personal finance app that can get you and your partner on the same page without any extra cost. Monarch has built-in collaboration features, so together you can see your finances, budget, and get insights on your cash flow. It's the easiest way to manage any household finances. I've tried other finance apps in the past, and they didn't work the way I wanted them to. I don't want to stress over finances. Monarch is the top-rated all-in-one personal finance app. It gives you a comprehensive view of all your accounts, investments, transactions, and more. Create custom budgets, set goals, and collaborate with your partner. And now get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com slash strategy. Monarch has a tool that allows you to easily import your data from Mint and keep all of your tags and categories. Monarch's simple, intuitive design makes it so easy to get set up, customize, and use. Monarch prioritizes my privacy, and they'll never sell my data to third parties. After trying out Monarch for myself, I understand why it's the top-rated personal finance app. And right now, get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com strategy. That's M-O-N-A-R-C-H-M-O-N-E-Y dot com slash strategy for your extended 30-day free trial. I used to write all of the time. I used to write a daily blog post for this company. And I put that down for years. And it's felt so good to pick up writing again in a really big way. I've been writing, you know, 98% of our company emails. I've been writing our sales pages, our 
client one-on-one work. And it's just felt good to be behind the keyboard again. It has fueled so much creativity for me and has really allowed me to process a lot. And I'm excited to be working on a book. I haven't talked too much about it just yet because it's still very much in the beginning stages, but I know that it's happening. It's in motion. And I look forward to seeing those pieces fall into place. I also have some like major, major, major collaborations that are still in the early phases. So I can't reveal anything just yet, but it really does feel like a huge win for me, even if it has to be celebrated behind the scenes for now. But truly stuff I am so excited about. And my clients are probably who I'm the most proud of. Not that you know, I don't want to take anything away from what I've done or what my team has done, but my clients are so freaking cool. Y'all are amazing. You have done so many incredible things. I will still remember the day Claire told me she had her best sales week ever and she had done over 20,000 in sales in seven days, closing 100% of her leads. I was stoked when we launched a website and one of our clients got 19K in organic sales, as in like purchases without a discovery call directly on her website that we had built for her in under 30 days of launching. That felt so massive. Another client who we had helped her web strategy and built her website she started getting front page, page one results for the search terms that she was looking for. And she has seen the majority of her leads come from Google. That is so freaking cool. We have a client who is in the career coaching space. And she helped a client of hers negotiate a over $1 million salary with a Fortune 100 company. And damn, am I proud of Krista. And we had a client that I've had the joy of working with almost a full year now. And she had her first six-figure launch and over six figures in cash collected. And I am just so proud of her and all the things that she's done and accomplished. But I don't want to ignore how hard this year has been. I said on my birthday, and the fact that I said this, you know, makes me sad, but also I think just truly acknowledges how hard it has been. But on my birthday, I said if I were to ever just skip a year, I wish it would have been this year. I still stand by that. The last year has been one of the most challenging of my entire life and challenging in a different way. I've definitely had other hard years for sure. But this was just so much that fell out of my control and just kept happening to me or around me. And that was hard because I just didn't feel like I could take any, I couldn't take hold of it. Like I couldn't stop it. I couldn't make a change that would fix anything. I couldn't fix any of it. Like it just happened. It was just part of my year. And now I think most notably 
in terms of for boss project becoming the leader of this company without a partner you know while the change has been really empowering it's also been filled with a lot of grief and definitely something that has just been harder to process than i could have imagined and i've kept that pretty quiet to myself because it just didn't feel like something i felt comfortable sharing we also navigated so much in the healthcare system you know, for those of you who've been following a long time, you know, we've been the primary caregiver for my spouse's grandmother for many years. And early this year, she fell and broke her hip. She went into the hospital and then into rehab and then into long-term care because we couldn't bring her home because she was never going to walk again. And she was on hospice that whole time. She was on hospice from about this time last year until she passed this summer. You know, losing a loved one is hard. Losing someone you've been the primary caretaker to, you know, whether you're a parent or a loved one or a friend, there's something about being someone's caretaker that I cannot express to you how challenging it is to lose someone. Like more so than I could have ever described. And Dee wasn't the only person we lost this year. We lost our last living grandparent. We lost pets. <laughs> you know, it just felt like one hit after another. I also had to navigate letting a team member go after disciplinary action earlier this year. And time will pass, but it's still hard. Like, it's still hard thinking about that and wondering how she's doing. And I miss her and I love her and I care about her. And it was the right decision for the business. And all of those things can be true simultaneously. I've had a lot of struggles with my mental health. I've, I have a long history of dealing with anxiety and I've absolutely had situational depression. And I went back on antidepressants this year. I don't think I've shared that on the show. I've been medicated previously. And I think you doing what you need to do to take care of yourself is critically important. And I think there's no shame in taking medication. But medication for me has some like additional trauma around it because of how heavily I was medicated after my accident. And I just felt like I lost myself in all of that. <laughs> I was on opioids and steroids and had injections for pain medication. And like, you know, I did that for years and then didn't take anything <laughs> for several years more. So to be back on something is very triggering for me, even if it's something I know I need. I've struggled a lot with grief because it felt like as I was processing, something else would happen. And like, I don't share everything that does happen. Like just this last week, my father-in-law was in the hospital for multiple days. This year was hard, like really 
really hard and I'm still proud of it, you know? And I think you can be too. Like, I don't necessarily know the things you've gone through or the things you've experienced or the wins or the challenges that you've had, but I think it is important to acknowledge those things. Acknowledge them both and give them both space because your challenges are just as important as the things you're proud of and those wins. And you can be proud of your challenges too, because you went through them, you navigated them, you did it, you're here. Like that's big all on its own. I was talking with one of you yesterday and I had shared something on social that made it clear that I was having a hard day. And she said, I've been thinking about you. You know, my son was just released from the hospital. You know, she talked about him having spinal surgery. Y'all do hard shit all the time. And like, I just wanted to hug her. I just wanted to jump through my phone and hold her. Because you guys do so much. And you don't give yourself credit. Like you think if I don't have some amazing sales week or some amazing financial goal hit or, you know, do this incredibly huge thing in your business that you're somehow not successful. And like, honestly, survival sometimes is fucking amazing. Like there's so many weeks that I just had to like get through this year. It wasn't like, yeah, I did it. It was like, oh my God, I'm alive. So I don't know what your year looked like, but know that like surviving is much of an accomplishment as some of those things that you just know other people will also be proud of you for. I also think it's important to acknowledge what you did because sometimes that's different than what you accomplished. Like, yes, you accomplished a thing, but I think we tend to put some sort of success metric associated with it. Sometimes you're just talking about the projects you completed. Like those are worth celebrating. We did a launch this summer for Christmas in July. You know, I pulled that off in a couple of weeks after I had just navigated a buy sell. Like I'm really proud of the work I put into that. I planned a launch, did all the things for <laughs> sales flow, which literally never happened. It never came to be. I canceled it in the middle of the launch and changed directions. And I'm proud of the pivot. I'm proud of the untitled workshop that came out of that. I'm proud of the work that came out of listening to you and listening to my intuition. In the last 12 months, I quietly relaunched an agency and that agency generated over a quarter of a million dollars from client work, one-on-one client work. Like only 18 clients generated $261,000. So when I talk to you guys about you only need a few people to make this work, you can make a real living only working with a couple of people a month. And I firmly believe that. And I'm so proud of the work I put in for that. And I did it. I did it alongside my team and we did so many cool things. We also audited our offers and we made changes based on client feedback, not once, not twice, but 
all the time. Every time we got client feedback, we tweaked things a little bit at a time. And we talked about how we make offer changes in a previous episode. You can definitely go back and listen to that. I am really fired up about helping people get more leads and build their businesses using organic marketing. And I put together a workshop that is full of so many things I could have charged for. I could have turned this into a course. And I honestly probably still will. But for now, you can get all of it for free at bossproject.com slash organic. The organic workshop launched earlier this year. We launched six client websites and rebuilt one of our biggest websites, creativetemplechop.com. And that's coming out literally next week. And I'm so proud of each and every one of those web development projects. But how does this apply to you? What are the things you should be thinking about? What are the things you should be doing? I definitely think it starts with reflection. I think it starts with really considering where you've been. And so I'm going to give you some reflection questions and feel free to pause the episode and and write down your thoughts in a journal or in a document and really put some time and attention into this activity. And then I definitely at the end of this have ways for you to take it further. Question one, what were the biggest successes for you in the past year? And don't just consider what you think someone else would think is successful. What was successful to you? Two, what were the most significant challenges you faced? And personal ones count because they absolutely interrupt your work. Three, how did your business adapt to changing market trends? Four, what new skills or knowledge did you acquire that benefited you? What did you learn from the show? What did you learn from a course? What did you learn from a coach? What did you dive into and really spend time investigating yourself? Five, did you achieve your financial goals? And if yes, do those same financial goals make sense for next year? Or do you need to make alternative goals? Do you have additional lifestyle things that you want to accomplish next year? And how are you incorporating that? Six, what strategies worked best? Specifically, what marketing strategies helped you land more clients? How can you do more of that? What are the things that have already worked that you can continue? Seven, what strategies did not yield the expected results? Notice I didn't say failed. Notice I said didn't hit the goal. It was just like, hmm, that's interesting. We didn't do what I thought it would do. I didn't hit that hypothesis. What does that mean? Eight, how did customer feedback shape your decisions and or your product and offer adjustments? Nine, did you launch any new products or services in 2023? And how did they perform? 10, what partnerships or collaborations were the most beneficial for your business in the last year? And I want you to really be thinking about not just the ones that involved a financial exchange, 
Like, did someone give you a ton of visibility? Did someone give you a ton of joy? Did someone give you a ton of motivation or inspiration? Like, it doesn't always have to be financial for it to be worth it. How did you manage your finances, both expenses and revenue? Do you feel good about that? Do you need a bookkeeper? Do you need to like budget differently for next year? Do you need to cancel something? Do you want to invest in something? Think through that. 12. What were the most memorable customer testimonials or feedback you received? And 13, probably the most important, how did you prioritize your life while running your online business? I talked for multiple hours at a conference yesterday and multiple hours podcasting today, and I can tell my voice is on the out. So I'm going to wrap up today's episode and just share that I think there's a lot more that goes into reflecting and wrapping up for your year. I don't think it always means you have to do more, but you reflecting and documenting while everything's still fresh and you have access to all the stats is going to be the most helpful. We have a reflection worksheet inside the co-op and we will be adding to it and giving you additional things to be thinking about in December. So make sure you download what we have now, add these questions to it and check in inside the group to see if there's something else you specifically because of your business or your industry or your offers that you should spend time on. But gather those numbers, gather those stats, gather those financials. You're going to find that over at creativetemplateshop.com. And if you're not yet a member, you can go to creativetemplateshop.com slash join, become a co-op member, get access to the reflection questions and the community to share what your year looked like and what you're looking forward to in 2024. Looking to elevate your brand without the headache? Join the co-op, our creative template shop membership. With thousands of easy to customize templates, all crafted to seamlessly fit your business aesthetics. We make nurturing leads and driving sales effortless. We're talking serious impact and seriously simple creation. Become a member now at creativeshopcoop.com and transform your business today. That's creativeshopcoop.com. Hey, a few quick favors before you leave. I'd love if you'd share today's episode, send it to a friend who needs to hear it and post on social. You can show us where you're listening from, your favorite takeaway, or why someone else should listen. Be sure to tag me at Abigail Says and at Boss Project so we can share it. Okay, second favor, to get podcast updates and all the behind the scenes news from Boss Project, I'd love if you join my VIP list. Just head to bossproject.com slash sign up to make sure I have all your contact details. Really love this show? It would mean so much to me if you'd leave a rating and review. It not only helps more listeners find the show, but allows us to bring on quality sponsors so we can keep bringing you this valuable content for free. Thanks so much for listening. Until next time.